Total Celebrity Show. I'm the host of the show, Neil Haley. You can go to my website, Tolter.net for more information, Twitter, Tolter, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, Tolter, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google Plus, and also on Periscope at Total Tutor. And I'm excited to welcome my co-host, first of all, uh, Happy New Year, Coach Karen Hall. Coach Hall, how Thank are you. you? I am well, Neil. Happy New Year to you, too. Can you believe this? 2016. Wow. I know. I, it's like wow to me, too, and it's unbelievable. And I, uh, our producer has let us know that our guest is online, so Coach Hall, you can go ahead and introduce our guest. Well, I'm excited about today's guest. Uh, he is by far one of the best athletes from the city of Pittsburgh, um, extremely talented, University of Pittsburgh. Uh, his athletic career is well noted at Pitt, and he's a city league Hall of Famer out of the infamous Fifth Avenue High School, Sam Clancy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate oh, great it. to have you. Happy New yeah, Year to you. Uh, Happy um, New Year to you guys. And uh, Sam, Thank huge you. fan of yours. We had an awesome first interview. I told Coach Hall, I'll direct it towards where she wants to go with this because I know that she definitely understands the history of of City League basketball and stuff as some of the guests that we've already had on the program. So, Coach Hall, I know that's where you want to start first is go back to the roots of basketball, especially with Sam, even though you know we know how uh, amazing an NFL player he was and uh, and a college basketball player, but it started before that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I always like I always like to take you back, Sam. Let you uh, relive some of the early, early glory days, and take you back to your uh, high school career at Fifth Avenue, which is a legendary uh, school. Will forever be here in Pittsburgh. So, take us back to Fifth Avenue. Did you did you just come in high school playing as a freshman, or well, hey, I tell you what, I don't know if I can. I I try to to remember as much as I can. <laughs> Back in those days, you know, the older you get, the less you remember about things. That somebody can uh, refresh my memory here, though. But but it was great times, though. I mean, you know, all all the time. If Fifth Avenue was a high school, it went from seventh to twelfth grade, and we only had five hundred fifty students in the in the whole high school, uh, which mm. uh, which was even more amazing for for us to accomplish uh, the things that we did athletically, uh, especially basketball. I'm not so much in football, though. But um, uh, uh, my first year. Plan down there was was in uh, junior high was eighth grade. Now I'm telling you now I, I chickened out in seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> oh and I, no! Like, I was, yeah, I did. You know, I mean, because you know, you know high school is overwhelming. So you get down there and then uh, uh, you don't know if you're good enough to uh, make the junior high team. So seventh grade, I didn't go out for a team. I came up with some kind of excuse and stayed home and missed the trials and uh, it didn't play. Now my my my, my partner Warner Mackin played. Puffy Kennedy played. Right. Bill right. Clark played and uh Evan right. Peoples, all those guys played but uh I kind right. of uh, uh chickened out and and uh uh always I don't know uh, uh I don't I don't know why and I thought I was decent enough but I didn't think I was good enough to play with with those guys to tell the truth. Wow. wow. I mean those are those are some big names. Yeah, right, well, and 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 and, and 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 if, and and Karen, you know, if you know anything about Sam Clay, you know those guys are as yes. much as important to my success as yep. as this what I went out and did. Though, um, uh, from eighth right. grade on, though, we won every city championship. From eighth grade on, we never lost a city championship. 
uh, all the way up into high school. Now we did. Wow. We only won. Now, fortunately, we only won one state championship, which is uh, the after the year that uh, Fifth Avenue closed in 1976. So, but right. uh, um, but we had some great battles. I mean, some great rivalries against Shenley, against Perry, against Allegheny. Right. I mean, against Peabody, uh, Westinghouse. Uh, the rivalries and the talent that came through the city was uh, unbelievable. And I think I told you before, Neil. I said the, the city league. I said uh, Western Pennsylvania was second to none in the country, I thought, you know, yeah. growing up. And that's a surprise because we talked about that with Coach Hall uh, and, and and a couple other guests that why is that, Sam, it's not happening anymore? Is it because the neighborhoods, the population in this area has dropped in that time period? And then when you're talking about the time period you played, the steel mills were still running. It wasn't. They were all, all, all closed down. And right. you had a, a more, uh, uh, I guess, better economy altogether in that area, and more and more people saw it as vibrant to stay there. So I, I'm wondering why now well, we aren't seeing what WGL is such a strong. Well, I, I, uh, I also think, sorry about cutting you, I also yeah. think that when I came up, uh, you heard the uh, saying, it takes a village to raise a kid. Yes. I, and yes. Uh, that was us. You know, and I can remember uh, uh, everybody parent we knew, all right, and everybody parent went out and support whoever was playing. They didn't care if it was their kid or it was his neighborhood kid, and it, and it, and it took that village to raise us to be the kind of people that we grew up to be. All right? And the Karen came from the same village, you yeah. know. And uh, um, but it was you know, uh, uh, parents are more involved. Uh, uh, I think parents are involved now, but kind of in the wrong way, all right, yeah. because uh, uh, there's so much to be offered as far as the kids getting scholarship. I mean, our parents now, I mean, I never, ever could ever talk back to a coach. Yeah. You know, it was, all right, where you see kids today talk back to the coach. Why? Because their parents go at the coaches, you know, yeah. now. So yeah. that was, a, I mean, I, if I, I would have never lived another day if my father would have thought that I'm up there hollering at a coach and everything, though. Plus, uh, uh, there was more of uh, where the Ozanam, the Ozanam right. Culture yeah. Center, uh, Carl Coleman. I mean, I thought that was one of the greatest programs in in summer in summer league ever. Right, right. right. Mr. Coleman put so many kids in college. You know, mm-hmm. through that program, uh, uh, it was a stepping stone for us high school. So uh, uh, Fifth Avenue was easy to play ball down there. Uh, it has when you go through the summer leagues and you get people coming from all over Western Pennsylvania right. just to play play in either white and black. Uh, 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 kids right. coming to just play in this league here. I thought that that was uh, was something special. My first year organized ball was I was 13 years old, and uh, uh, I had Dolores was who was one of the assistants up at the Ozenam. She was our coach, first woman coach. I learned how to play basketball in fourth grade from a woman, uh, Mrs. Brown, right. Jenny Brown, God rest her soul. Oh wow. And yeah. uh, and then uh, my first basketball organized ball was a woman, you know, and uh, right. the Lord just for that one year, and uh, and uh, and she was a tough coach, and I remember she set me on the bench for a while, and I went home crying to my father, and and uh, told him that <laughs> hey hey dad I can't, I mean I'm better than who they she got in front of me and stuff, and my, he said and he he whacked me right inside the head, he said I don't want to hear that, he said if, mm. if she's if she's the coach, she know more than you. If hey, right. she's the thought figure, if she said that you're not good enough, all right, then you got to go and work to be better than what you are. 
you know. And then ever since that was the last time I sat the bench in basketball, you know. So but the, but the we don't have parents. Ethic. My my point is we don't have parents like that that yes. does that anymore. Everybody's telling their kid how great they are, how great they are. Right. You know, you got to tell them how hard you got to work to to be great. Yeah. yeah. You know, the the work ethic that we hear in your conversation uh, about, you know, your experiences, you know, and you're seeing how parents are different today. So when you when you go back to even the O's&M and, you know, the experience you just mentioned, what lesson did you get out of that? Like what lesson did you get and did you hold on to as you continued to go to high school and then as you started to look for college? What early lessons did you get from, from that? Well, you learned that nothing is, is, is going to be given to you. If you want something, you have to go out and, and put the time and effort into it. You have to really work at being good. You have to be work at being great. And I thought I was good. I never thought I was great, even till this day. I might hold a few records, but I thought I was was good. I, I enjoyed the oh, yeah, game. Yeah, you're pretty great. And, and stuff. So, well, yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate it, Ken. You know, but but you know, I mean, greatness is who I look at those NBA guys. You know, Jordan and LeBron and Kobe. Those and I mean, those guys put time in that that I never can imagine to put in. Even though I thought I put some yeah. time in here at Pitt, mm-hmm. you know, in the Fifth Avenue. But but I learned that you have to really work at what you really want. You know, you can't wait to right. somebody just give it to you. you now, and I think part of our problem today is that, you know, uh, and no offense against AAU, a little bit yeah. AAU mess mess things up because on on the AAU team, what do you have? You have all superstars. So right. you you don't have that guy that's going to dive on the floor for that loose ball. You don't have that guy no. who just want to bang just bang out just for the rebounds. You know, right. you know and like I said, nothing against AAU. I think I mean a lot of great talent come out of there, though. But but you put a bunch of superstars. So when they get to the next level, everybody and everybody everybody can't start in college, right? You know, but everybody thinks they're a starter. You yeah, know, right. instead of instead of working to instead of complaining to the coaches while they're playing or transferring to another school, uh, instead of just working, say, okay, forget that. Hey, I was down to sit on the bench the last time. I'm gonna go out and work my butt off to get take. Whoever spot I got to take, just so I can get some playing time. You know, the guys don't mm-hmm. think like that today. Yeah, and no, no. the time they put in the work, I think that you used to have. As I talked to a lot of players in your time and earlier, and even I, even the time when I played, is we go to the playgrounds. We didn't play in the AAUs. You did have the OZAM. <laughs> you did have those opportunities for the all-star teams. But ultimately, when it's six o'clock and it's nice out and it's 50 degrees or warmer, you're out there playing. You're out yeah. there playing yeah. with guys on the playground, no organized, no referees, just play. And, 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 and having fun. And, and, and it's more competitive when, on the playground than it is when yes. you start playing the organized ball and everything. That's so, you know, and, and, and that's what we're missing, too. And unfortunately, yeah. especially in the city neighborhoods, though, yeah. uh, kids go out on the playground now and let you know there's some kind of drive-by. You know, that's unfortunate right. for oh, our yeah. kids there, though. And yeah. I, I really couldn't tell what we can do. I mean, only I think only our officials can crack down on that, though. And, and the parents, right. you got to know what parents, your kid yeah. is doing. You got to know what your kid is doing and what he's involved in to, to try to put a hand on and stuff. And then uh, I also think that we need fathers to step up, too. 
Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, young men. I'm talking about young black men. Are, uh, mm-hmm. uh, are raised by single mothers and stuff, yes. and uh, they don't have that man figure in their life. And then uh, 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 the the woman do the best she can, though. But still, they need that man in there to tell them what's right or wrong. If he's if he's that father figure, you know. And it don't have to be your biological father. You just have someone right. in your life, a mentor who can uh, yeah. who can uh, take you in that direction and stuff, and tell you what's what you need to to, to know uh, on how to become a man. So you know, you mentioned um, the mentor thing, and I mean, gosh, did you grow up with some great players who I had oh, yeah. a fortunate chance to meet? Um, but uh, so, who was that mentor to you as you? You know, the end of your high school days are coming, and now you have to think about what's next. How did you, who was directing you, and how did you get to pick? Well, well, I was fortunate to come from a a a, a good home where I had both parents there. You right. know, now, but but when I wasn't around uh, my parents, okay, uh, I could always look back at any one of the coaches I had. If it was okay. Elmer Gucker down Fifth Avenue, or oh, Jim Lightfoot wow. Fifth Avenue, or George Du Brown. Right. Wow. And, and and John Gipko is probably the two other biggest outside of school who was the okay. biggest mentor to me outside of Fifth Avenue because uh, 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 with John Gipko, I got a chance to travel the country and play in okay. various tournaments, you know, against uh, Magic Johnson, Jane Banks uh, uh, back in those days. I mean, so I got a chance to experience, yeah, yeah. to experience. Uh, uh, basketball outside of Western Pennsylvania. Now with 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 uh, uh, Duke Brown. All right. Now he had us ever since the eighth grade, all the way up until the twelfth grade. Um, and he would put us. He would never put us in a tournament of our age. Uh, if we have either twelve and under, are uh, we playing? In, uh, and we're twelve years old. We playing in the fourteen or fifteen and under. So we always played against the older. Uh, uh, um, it always played at the, at the older age uh, yeah. uh, uh, level of competition, which uh, which he which really got us together. We didn't know about time we got in tenth grade. Our senior basketball, I, I mean, guys who uh, uh, we used to play the white clay. And, uh, I remember Bill Clark and I played in the YMCA summer league. It was the adult only league, and we were the only right. two high schoolers in it. You know, wow. I was in tenth grade. Clark was in eleventh grade, and uh, I got a chance to play against my all-time Pittsburgh hero, Maurice Lucas. And, oh uh, wow! Uh, hey, and he beat me down. But I've never been so proud to get beat down by a guy. Yeah. You know, and and it's always, yeah. but that's what, you know, but that's where we come from. I'm like, and he was right. laughing and joking with me. He's playing for the Portland Trail Blazers. I'm in high right. school playing against Maurice Lucas. Right. And, I, and I'm like, Luke, I got you, man. I got you. I'm going to bust you up. I'm going to bust you up. And he would back me down. He back me down, shoot an elbow, and said, take this little buck. Boom. You know, and stuff. And, but I loved it, you know. And I knew I, I knew right. I couldn't compete with Luke, but I was on the same court trying my right. best to do my best with him. And and, 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 and that's where we come from. Like, like those mentors watching Dwight Clay right. and Ricky Coleman battle. You know, right. uh, uh, man, right. those, those were the greatest battles I've ever seen. You know, so you had a lot uh, of exposure. You had tons of exposure. Uh, and, 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 and I wanted to be those guys. I wanted to be those guys. I really did. I just wanted to be just like them. I didn't know where it would lead me. And, and I always thought I just was an okay player. I never thought that I was a great player. I thought that I, I, I knew that I work hard and I give it my all, though. But I had some great players around me. 
you know. I did I had some Warren and Macklin, Puppet yeah. Kennedy, you know, who we all came up, you know, from seventh grade on. Like I said, I didn't play with them in seventh grade but but we right. played in the summer league together and and uh when George, when Duke Brown got a hold of us, I mean we became a family. And we really became yes. a family. Mm-hmm. All right, so and I don't know how if you guys, you guys Karen, you might. I know you. I don't know if you guys remember all those names I'm throwing at you. Doing. No, 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 I do. I don't. And I think Karen Hall was very cognizant of that fact, playing in the city league as well, and learning from a lot of talking to legends when she was playing Ozanam to find out who these players were ten years beforehand as well. Sam, now looking at this, Sam, let's talk about how. Why did you have a football body in high school? How did you develop that football body? Yeah. And that's something I think we talked about before in the program, but I think that's the, why the mindset that, you know, football players that played football, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to – and that's the reason I, I played basketball. Basketball wasn't your priority. Basketball was your priority. Why did you think you need to have such a wide body? Well, well, I, I don't know how the body developed because back in those days, though, there was no weightlifting. I mean, if you can remember, uh, you guys played. If you can remember, if you lift basketball, they thought it'd take away from your shot. Now, me, I didn't right. have anyway, right. yeah. so it didn't make no difference. But I still, but there was no weight limit. There was no high school. I mean, I think in Fifth Avenue we had that one universal machine, and they even went to Brashear mm-hmm. my senior year. Yeah, uh, we had the same one universal machine, just a newer one. <laughs> you know, so there was no uh, dumbbells, there was no bars or anything to lift yeah. any weights, though. But right. but I, I I don't know. I just think plan against the we were always playing that was one thing that we always were doing okay and uh 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 i know that in fifth avenue the uh the reason and and i thought i had a pretty decent vertical um we we just jump over benches all day you know mm. now now they call uh polymetrics or plyometrics yeah, and all that right. jumping. but uh elmer gucker had had us jumping on and over those benches even back in those days, you know, yes. and, and I, like all oh, I think, uh, jump it high as you can to touch the top, the high as you can on the backboard. So that helped develop all develop all the the muscles in your legs. I mean, constantly doing that stuff. Now, now my upper body, I don't know how I, how that came to be. I just uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have to I'm gonna take that to my mom's food though. Usually the food she making now ain't putting no muscles on you though. But but when you when you're running a lot and you're playing a lot yes. and you're eating some good food though, uh, yeah, uh, I figured that's how I developed that way though. Uh, but but uh, in, uh, my father was a, a big man too. He was six four, about three hundred okay. pounds. You know, so and my mom was five eleven. So uh, uh, some of that came, you know, all of that was genetic. Well, it served you well. It served you very well, both on the court and uh, you know, I like to, um, you know, the give us a story behind Jackie Sherrill. He saw you playing up there. You know, your pick career. And then I guess he uh, talked about, hey, if you gave him two years, he'd make you a football American. I mean, you you continue your basketball career. But how did that play? That was like a prelude to pretty much your future in that football. So it, 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 what, and it, it was a future candidate. I did not know that I could even compete in at all. You know, and mm-hmm. Jackie Sherrill seen something to me, and I love him. He was here uh, twice this summer, twice this uh, football season for the pit games, and I got mm-hmm. a chance to uh, talk to him. And until this day, he always keeps telling me, teasing me. He said, "Sam, you, you know, you still owe me." I said, "I said, coach, the check is in the mail. Check is in the mail." But but how it started though, and uh, and I and I did get recruited for some foot, for some football teams, uh, uh, as long with in uh, Ohio State. 
uh, uh, Pitt, okay. you know, some other schools wanted me to come out and play basketball and football. And okay. if, if you can remember, football at Fifth Avenue and then Brashears, the only Brashears, the only winning season we ever right. had that one year. Right. Yeah, we were six and two. But every year at Fifth Avenue, we were two and six. We win two games, yeah. and we we had beat South <laughs> and we had beat a uh, uh, Gladstone or somebody like that. But we would get our butts kicked. Yeah. Uh, uh, every game. So I, I I played football because Warney Macklin went out and Puffy Kennedy. They were in ninth okay. grade, and I'm like, man, these are, man, these are my guards. I mean, I got to go out and right. football, you know, show that mm-hmm. I'm a little tougher than they are, just to protect them, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, <laughs> and and it worked out great though. But Jackie right. Sherrill, Jackie Sherrill really chased me around for four years, and mm-hmm. I was one of coach him in basketball. Plus Tim Gergerich was my man. Yes. Yes. Tim Gergerich was my man. He was the reason that I mean, he I became best friends with him. He was he sat at my mm-hmm. dinner table many times. Uh, he come mm. as my mom. I, I, I could never not remember a summer league game from tenth grade on that he wasn't at. Mm. You know, when we were playing yeah. up there at Ozanam, when we were playing out there at East Hills, when we were yeah. playing in, anywhere, I could never not remember right. him not being there and letting his presence being known. So we became good friends. And everything, and uh, uh, but Jackie shook me around, and then Gerg was saying, "All right, that, that football ain't for you. You better take this basketball." Now Jackie went the other way. Now, but Jackie was smart. He went the other way. He said, "Hey, you know, and, and here's a Jackie." Jackie said, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you now. There's no six six uh, centers in the NBA or or power forwards in the NBA." He said, nah, yeah. "That's what he said. Now you come out for me, play for me. I will make you an All-American." Wow. And, and, and and how it came about, where I did go out for the team my senior year, is that Gergers resigned. All right, and I and I was okay. pissed. Sorry, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I was you're a little good, mad that Gergers that Gergers resigned, and uh, and uh, 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 Sam Shuler, one of our donors. And Foz Fagio was the defensive coordinator, came out and said, Sam, Jackie wants you to come out. So I went out for the spring. Anyway, it only lasted two weeks, you know, but I did a pretty good job, I think, in two weeks because uh, uh, yeah. Coach, and, 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 and I love Jackie, like I said, because he has a way to, to see, okay, if this game is for you or if it isn't for you because yeah. at the end of every practice that was there, he sent the first defense off. And he sent it, put the second defense up, but the first against the first offense, which is Dan Marino. You got I'm going against uh, Russell Graham and Mark May, you no know, wow. uh, college Hall of Famers wow. and, and oh, Hall, Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famers. And he he would just run five plays, and all five would be over towards my side to see if I'm mm. tough enough to take what he's what they ditching out. And mm. uh, and I don't know how I did it. A couple of times I slid through, made a couple of tackles. And every day I get I get involved in at least two tackles out of five plays. And and, okay. uh, and, uh, and, he, and and Coach Cheryl would pull me in his office and say, Sam, look, here's the film. Here's you going against my studs. And you are battling wow. and you're making plays. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, and then I sprained my ankle the one practice. And then we got the new basketball coach, Rory Chipman. Yeah. Rory said, Sam, I got I can't have my best player playing football. You gotta either decide football, <laughs> basketball, and I can start all over. So obviously I went back to basketball. Yeah. You know, and then I never thought of anything else of football after that though. You know, uh, uh when the Phoenix Suns drafted me in third round, I went up there, you know, when they released me, I never thought that they sent me to a Billings, Montana. 
uh, Continental Basketball Association, and I got up there mm-hmm. twenty. It's about twenty four inches of snow, uh, mm-hmm. and I get a call, and I get a call from the Seattle Seahawks uh, that same day, and uh, said that Jackie Sherrill said that you're a, a pretty good player, and you want to compete for a position, <laughs> and that's how it all started. I said, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Wow. <laughs> so no, no, I mean, yeah, it, it, about I, technique. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wanted to jump into this because I close. We're going to have that part three of Sam Clancy's interview on the Total Education Network uh, celebrity show, because especially uh, we're getting into this, but things that you didn't answer last time, which, again, you're a storyteller. I tell you, Sam, you say you don't remember things. You remember a heck of a lot. And sure, yeah. With all, all the stories. I keep telling everyone that Karen has always said, they got to have. They got to write a book. I mean, it's just so many fascinating things. But when you got that the thing when you went to the NFL is you never really played college football. You did. You got the play. And, we were that, and, we were, and we were that good in high school. <laughs> and thinking, so where did you learn your technique? Because that's got to be in the show that you had such unbelievable talent and gift yeah. to play in the NFL with well, hardly any technique, meaning the technique that you know that makes a successful NFL player. So tell us yeah, how well, you kind of caught up when you play and practice, go to these tryouts and you're playing with guys – that have played major college football, yes. have played against the best players, have had the greatest coaches of all time, because we know how competitive that is for an NFL spot. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, well, and, and uh, like I said, I had very little technique when I got there. Obviously, when you're a basketball player going to play football, you have a tendency to what raise up. So your chest yeah. is available. Mm-hmm to that offensive mm-hmm. lineman or that tight end, you get a helmet in your chest every time. So you, know, mm-hmm. you have to learn that fast, though. But my uh, defensive – my well, the first year of Seattle, I was a tight end. Now, all the other years, I played defensive men. Mm-hmm. All right, so – but anyway, I go to the defensive side because that's what I played, though, because I had no techniques in there either, though. George Dyer was the uh, defensive line coach up at Seattle Seahawks, and, and all he talked about is pad level, pad level, keeping your pads down, using your hands. You know, uh, taking your first step, uh, seeing your target, and uh, and all that was new to me because, like I said, you know, uh, uh, high school you just from high school to pros, you know, high school you just get and go. You one of the biggest guys on the field, so you know you just just hit a gap and nobody can stop you, you know. But when you get to professional, you know, where you playing against men, you know, right. you had to learn how to compete. On their level, though. So, but 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 what 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 I done after I learned after I got the techniques that George Dyer was trying to teach, it goes back to working at it. So I would stay mm-hmm. out on the on the on the sled. I would hit the sled. Um, mm-hmm. I would go to my room, all right, because uh, the NFL playbook is 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 crazy of what you got to learn and stuff. So I would go back and I would. Visualize. I lay in my bed and I would visualize myself. I visualize George Dyer telling me to take the step, use your hands, come off low, all right, then press the guy off your body. All right, so wow. I would visualize that because if you don't forget now, I have no college. I mean, a week and a half of right. Jackie Sherrill still, you know, and then went right back, right back to basketball. So I would visualize that and then I would get in the playbook every night and just look and make sure that, first of all, I had to be mentally tough and not make the mental mistakes because mental mistakes would get you cut on any professional team. You know, they they hate hate guys not doing the study, so I did that. And I just visualized myself seeing plays that every day I got more and more confident in it, and I see mm-hmm. that the techniques were coming, and the techniques were coming. Now, the, good, the best thing that happened for us back in those days, we had six-week training camps, okay, and the first two weeks, 
or the first week, I'm sorry, the first week were rookies only or young people mm. who need work. So the vets come in, and, and back in those days, there was no off-season program. The vets would come in to get in shape. You know, mm. these are guys still smoking cigarettes in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So, 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 uh, I, so I, so I was going against other young guys, even though they had college experience. Though, um, um, athletically, I matched up well against them. Wow! If, if, that, if that make any sense, you know, just, yeah, uh, just, just, just talent wise, I matched up well against the young guys because they knew as much as I knew. They knew a little more because they have had techniques in college, but it's different in the NFL. And I was able to uh, build my confidence up going against the young guys who were really the same age I were, all right, until that next week I got a reality check, you know, where I was having a great camp, a great rookie camp that one week. I get a reality check, and I would never touch and pass rush. I, man, I was running around these guys, and I get to the – and I'm trying to do the same thing against the vet. They snatch me up and throw you on the ground. Like, where you going? Oh, wow. You know, so wow. it was different. So you had to learn. You had to learn. You had to learn. As you had to, I really had to learn as, as, as it went on. So your work ethic was in place. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You said said your work ethic was definitely in place, but I have to cut us off, and I can't believe this. Definitely have to set up part three. I'd love to to come down to the TV studio to meet meet you, Sam, uh, face-to-face, especially as you were my legendary uh, role model in so many ways when I went and watched you at the University of Pittsburgh at Fitzgerald Fieldhouse and – the stories and the thought process of, of basketball and how I never thought that I'd end up being as big as you or even bigger than you, Sam, uh, when I was a kid watching you at Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. So we definitely have to set up part three. But, Sam, best place to find information on you is at the University of Pittsburgh's website, right? At the sports website, yes. correct? Yes, yes, All right. Oh, well, fantastic. Thanks for calling, Sam. And, uh, Coach, what a great guest. We have another guest coming up very soon. Thank you guys for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Sam. Thank Take you. Take care, guys. All right, okay, thanks. you too. Okay, bye-bye. Happy New Year. All right, that was a nice. celebrity show. Happy too. New Year to you too as well. We'll be live soon. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.